Better, smarter, faster. The neural network needed to power the digital ecosystem of healthcare is poised to transform care both inside and outside of hospital walls in traditional care settings. Meaningful data analytics positioned in real time to drive better diagnostics, intelligent operations, seamless care coordination, and integrated telehealth. This is the future of connected healthcare. We talk to the experts about transformational roadmaps for this evolving landscape, what's working, what's needed, and how we get there together. Welcome to Healthcare On Air, presented by Verizon. Hey guys, welcome back from HIMSS 2023. We're recording in the Verizon booth. If you're at HIMSS in Chicago, you can come see us in booth 4048. We are recording from the show floor. We're talking to customers, friends, and partners uh, about innovation in healthcare uh, across the spectrum of healthcare, how Verizon and our partners uh, are accelerating the digital evolution of health. And so I'm really uh, happy to have uh, Kathy Lester back on. Uh, she was on earlier uh, to, to join us from the Verizon healthcare team. And Doug Page with Motorola, a key partner of Verizon. We are going to talk about real-time communication and collaboration uh, across a few healthcare use cases, uh, starting with the first responder pre-hospital space where that real-time communication is really critical. So I, Doug, I'd love for you to you know introduce yourself, tell us what you do for Motorola, uh, and then Kathy will go to you. Well, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Doug Page from Motorola. I'm the channel manager. Uh, I support Verizon and only Verizon with their Push to Talk Plus application. That's great, love that. Excellent, and I am Kathy Lester. <laughs> I'm part Verizon of the, and only Verizon. Verizon we and love only that Verizon. Price. We love that. Better matters. <laughs> That's right. Yes. That's right. So we have, uh, I'm Kathy Lester with the Hills, uh, the Health and Life Sciences team. I run the customer co-innovation programs. So looking at different types of technologies where we can collaborate together jointly to really make an impact in some of the big issues that are, that are uh, facing the health system. Um, I'm also part of the responder community myself. So as a, an active EMT, and in in-service EMT, uh, I love to hear about different types of things that allow us to all work together collaboratively yep. to uh, keep us safe, keep us sound, and deliver that right level of care. So Doug, talk about, let, let's talk about Motorola, how you're supporting the pre-hospital space. What is the healthcare um, you know, vision uh, around not just this product, which we'll talk about more specifically, Push to Talk Plus and, and some of those capabilities, but what's Motorola's vision around healthcare? Well, Motorola's focus is always public safety and, and security. Um, you know, we've transformed our company. Um, you know, everybody knows, everybody always knows us as traditional LMR, which is land mobile radios, but now we're into video access control and of course software, cybersecurity and applications. Um, this application, uh, Push to Talk Plus, provides, you know, users with expanding their network so you can interop with LMR by also expanding uh, usability capabilities uh, that you can't get on a radio system. So uh, we feel that their dedication and Verizon's dedication to public safety as well as Motorola's is a great mix. Yep. So for our audience, Push to Talk, um, I think we're all familiar with it from the old Nextel days. I, I held on to my Push to Talk Nextel <laughs> phone Forever. for as long as I could uh, because it was great in the workplace. And um, obviously folks in this space are familiar that it has evolved. Uh, right. there, it is a much more nuanced, sophisticated um, platform and communication capability than, than back in the day. But um, so let's talk about that a little bit. Um, and actually, Kathy, I want to go to you next. Uh, 
you're an EMT, yep. in addition to being a solutions architect for healthcare. So you understand the evolution of the first responder space. So to tee up how we want to talk about um, this technology, how is technology evolving that role for the paramedic, for the EMT in the field? Um, and also, how important is stakeholder communications? And not just that first responder, but dispatch, LEO, everybody that's um, you know part of that chain of communication when there you know is an emergency in play. Oh, it's amazing. So one of the first things that they that that you go through when you be, when you become a, an EMT or a first responder on this is really understanding the impact of situational awareness, because that call comes in and you do not know where you're headed. This you you do not know a lot of what's happening here. I don't know the situation. I know something is not going well. I don't know a lot. What we've seen in the last few years is really that adoption of computer-aided dispatch, right? So what we're getting is we're getting a lot more information. So when I'm rolling up to scene, I have more information at that point right before I get there. What does it look like? What am I looking for? Is there a dog that's going to meet me at the door, right? What does this- Or worse. Right, <laughs> at the street. Yeah. Someone like, armed. How does this at feel the door. for me? Yeah. I figured dog was a little less dangerous. Yeah. I'm like, you yeah. know, phone, what do I need, right? So I'm looking at different things on that particular front. So when, I, when, we're, when we're setting things up through that, through that system, it, the call always starts with dispatch, right? And they're going to be the ones that are going to try and make that first right choice but they're gathering data, right? It's all about as much information as I can equip that responder with yeah. when I get there. And then the, the second really fundamental thing that we see is, is physical safety. I mean, it's a, it's a reality that you have to, if, I can't, if I'm not safe, I can't help somebody else. Right. So we have to have good communication if we think there's a situation that might put me in physical jeopardy or a situation that might, that might cause yeah. cause us to be unable to perform a, yeah. a, a line of duty type of activity. So that ability to be able to interact not only with, with law enforcement or with fire who might be on scene first or even standard by, passerbys that are in the mix, yep. it's about sharing. It's Family a, members and caregivers that are on the phone trying to relay information. that's yeah. trying to give yeah. you that insight. You got to give me the best information so that when we're walking in and meeting that patient for that first time, we have as much information as we can to act in, in the in the best way possible. And yeah. so when and we look at different tech, yeah. is, is the way to go yep. in terms of you're taking that LMR you know system that these first responders and they're great systems, right? They're really good, but they, but everything has holes. So when you think of public safety, you're always think of a redundancy and interoperability. This solution from Verizon provides that by not only you know enhancing what they've already invested in, but now you have access to Verizon's LTE and Wi-Fi network to be able to interop with that public safety radio who that dispatcher is listening to. So whether you're EMS, fire, police, or even the general public, you can interop with these people and talk at the scene and, and basically put everybody together pretty simply. That's the key, right? Information sharing at that point of care. Yeah. Or right. point of intercept. So Push to Talk Plus is the backbone, sort of the core right. solution of Verizon's group first response solution, which you know in, in, can include uh, frontline, um, you know, priority and preemption. So there's a, a lot of the ways that we're packaging that in. But let's just talk about the Push to Talk Plus capability that's mm -hmm. embedded in that, because that is the core communication backbone right. uh, of that uh, of that offering. Um, how has Push to Talk evolved? from its early days, and what kind of uh, 
functionality uh, can can users look for uh, that are that are in the field that well, they, they really need to operate. When you talk about how it's changed, it's changed because now you add in a broadband network, whereas yeah. before it was VHF, UHF, uh, then they added 7, 800. Um, now you have broadband capabilities where you have a basically the same feature set of a radio you can do with a broadband device, which is a cell phone. So think of the push to talk button, the ruggedness of the device, the application. Now look at how it's changed where, well you can do a lot more with broadband than you can do with LMR in terms of push to message, right? So text messaging, sending pictures and files. Yeah. You can actually have video, uh, live stream the video and have what's called situational awareness where you can share that video in a group. You can send your location from the device for any reason you can't talk. You can send your location. Then you have things like urgent calling and alerting. Well, they, you know, that gets priority also. So just like a radio, your rugged device has a, a button, a red button, which is basically an emergency button, just like a radio. You push it and you get high priority to that emergency, opens the mic. So think of something like a man down feature where you know, maybe they can't talk. So you know, a real big concern for, for say nurses is violent patients, right? Well, if you have someone who's having a, a mental illness event, you don't want to say, hey, I'm calling security. No, but you hit that emergency button and it opens the mic, then you say, okay, room 22. And then they know, okay, we got to show up at that room, that person needs assistance. Yeah. That's discreet listening, right? That's correct. Yeah. So those are some of the features I was talking about. I think, you know, people might think, oh, it's just that two-way radio capability, but it's so much more. Um, I'd love for you to talk about the dispatch uh, capabilities mm -hmm. of it, because the ability for folks to be in groups, uh, but by proximity, right. location-based grouping, um, I think is really powerful about the platform, too. It's not just the device and the two-way radio piece of it. It's all of that other backbone that's embedded in it. So what's made uh, radios mission critical is the ability to manage those users, right? So a municipality has 100 users, say police, fire, and EMS. They know who those users are and who's on that system. Yep. You get the same exact feature set with Verizon. So as soon as you activate the feature on Push to Talk on a device, you have access to their Push to Talk portal. So their Push to Talk portal is where you make changes, you create your groups, everything local control that you have, just like you do on a radio system. Now add in dispatch. So dispatch, you can see all your users on a map. So think of your traditional dispatch. Now again, this is IP based. So anywhere you have an internet connection, you have your dispatch. You can set up a command center from a tablet, from a, a computer, a laptop, it really doesn't matter. Yep. Um, and you're able to see all your users, check in on your users, they have what's called user check, where you, you click on a user and you can see what their battery life is on their device, you can see where they are. Um, but again, you can also create geofences, and we also have location-based talk groups where, let's say there's an event, there's an emergency event um, in this particular area, you create a geofence around that event, any, any public safety person that walks into that geofence is automatically added to that talk group. So again, when we talk about public safety, one thing we always talk about is redundancy. So now you have not only your LMR network, but you have your LTE and Wi-Fi. And now you also have the capability of controlling that network and controlling your groups and your users from a local portal. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that seems really powerful in things like maybe uh, disaster medicine or surge yep. types of conditions where we might have a localized event that requires us to move population from a particular area to another area, especially if we have vulnerable populations. Right? Well, one of the things, and just to pivot a, a little bit, that is so powerful about the, um, the grouping 
is for a, a use case that sits outside of first responders, which we've talked about a little bit, which is hospital at home. Yep. So when we think about clinical teams now being deployed out into home uh, and community, but especially into the home, whether that's home health or increasingly now hospital at home programs, which are unique, um, there's a lot of opportunity now to look at how we're equipping those deployed care teams with real time communication and collaboration, the discrete listening for their safety, uh, the ability to put them in groups based on their proximity. So Kathy, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about hospital at home programs because the way those clinical teams, some of those are nurses, they're even using paramedics now for hospital yep. at home programs. Um, but it's my understanding that they're going to deploy those folks. They have to be within proximity of that patient. They're, pack, they're on call for that patient the, the whole time they're an inpatient admit at home and being cared for at home, right? So there's a, I think there's a lot of opportunity here for some of these capabilities to kind of extend into that care environment. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's absolutely, it's a, you laid that out beautifully. So a couple things I would say with that one. When we're looking at moving things out of the hospital in, into a distributed care setting, Yep. It is. It, we should be thinking that I have the same access to the same nursing professionals, the same monitoring, the same capabilities that I would in a hospital that I do at home. So it has to be an, a, near, a near experience, right? They have to be very doppelgangish yeah. to make sure that they're very, very close to the same, which means if I have a nurse that isn't close, that's not really helpful. So if I need something, I probably need it, you know, close. Closer. Closer, yeah. <laughs> so it can't be far. So understanding things like where is my location and then understanding that my care team, especially for hospital home, is going to include not only my nursing staff and maybe my specialist that's coming through, but it's CNAs or it's PT or it's family. It's lab techs going it's, out to draw labs when somebody's inpatient at home, right? It is diagnostics to grab yep. labs. It is all of those things. So having everybody understand who's doing what when, it's a, it, it's a dance in a hospital. Everybody yeah. knows who's doing what function. And all we're doing is, is we're saying, instead of doing it here, we're going to do it here yeah. and make it a much, bigger, a much bigger space in which to operate. So when we start thinking about things like that, if, I had, if you're entering in my home, my, my home, that you're part of that care team and everybody knows, right? And you can choose, if I do a text and say, look, lab's drawn at 827, right? And you'll know that from that group, it was... Kathy went and drove the labs, right? right. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I can do that. And then you'll know what's next because oftentimes things are sequential. Yeah. I can't do blood, I can't do medication adjustments until I've done blood tests or I can't do this until I've done that. So finding that sequencing and in a group setting where yeah. I don't have to manage it because again, I don't have one nurse, Yeah. right? right. There's not yeah. just one nurse that's going to do, I can't. It's too many hours and too many days to do it. Yeah. So and, and it's operational efficiency. It's so operational you efficiency. Know, you know, we talk about the traditional one-to-one -one communications, but this is group communications. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to people's safety, that's, that's our focus, right? So that's Motorola's focus. I know that's Verizon's focus. Um, and that urgent calling and alerting, is, it can't be understated how important it is to be able to hit a button and, you know, somebody knows that you need assistance right away, um, especially when you're out in the field. But you also have that ability to do group communications. And, you know, if you're just managing your day-to-day -to, -day to manage, you know, where your resources are, who they are. Yep. And 
you know, again, if you did that with a radio system, it would cost you millions of dollars, right? right? You're now using Verizon's network. They've already spent that money on this network. It's a tremendous network. Um, and then you talk about Wi-Fi as well in the home. So you're using those two networks and you're still able to communicate and interop with police, fire, and EMS uh, as per needed. Uh, so it, again, it's a very, very powerful solution. Yeah, it is, and I think it's great. And we start looking at care teams, right? So yeah. right now I can stand, if I'm in an acute care setting, I can stand in the hall and yell like a banshee. That will get people's attention. <laughs> yes. yeah. People will, I will get attention. But it's at this point is if I have that ability to participate in that group texting yeah. or that group, that group type of capability, it does also give me peace of mind, yeah. right? We're looking for efficiencies. We're looking, I mean, as we're seeing things move home, oncology, dialysis, different types of yeah. a little bit. Dialysis is another one. Is I a, mean, it's a huge yeah. one, right? right? And getting people out of that center and a better quality of life. But... That puts a lot on, on the home care team, right? Which is the f family. That's yep. going to be right. friends, family. Extending, interrupting, and enhancing. Yeah. Yep. So taking that experience, all, everywhere you are, that experience will be the same. Right. And this technology provides that. And, and that's, that's the hope of this technology. And again, it, priority and say is uh, security is our is our priority so again that's the most important so i'll do a funny thing as a colorado girl you know we do a lot of search and rescue right um big mountain big mountain country I love search and rescue so sure. uh wilderness emts very different training set of skills but um talk a little bit about how this is working with like search and rescue where i can say that i have a particular environment where I have a, an out-of-bound ski or an avalanche type of condition because we saw quite a bit of that going through. Me personally, I think bears are bad, right? right. I love the bear, <laughs> but Aww. if I'm going to go do something, I'm like, if there's a bear, I want somebody to come right now yes. and know exactly where I'm at, yeah. right? So talk about some things that, are you seeing any use cases in that search and rescue type of uh, ecosystem? Absolutely, so think of a location-based talk group. You have a dispatcher, right? They know there's, uh, there's this area where there's an incident going on, so they set up that geofence and that location-based talk group, so all the users from EMS, fire, PD, even local users, I call them the non-mission critical, mission critical users, Department of Public Works, right. you know, yes. utilities, people that show up to a scene to assist yep. are now yep. automatically added to that group to interrupt with each other. And then again, they can take pictures, they can share video. So if you see that bear, <laughs> take a picture, you'll know where that bear is, right? So everyone knows. Right, so it's everybody will know. know As if it's is. the only bear right. in the whole area, the one bear. But we see yes. the one bear. Exactly, so you're, but, but again, you're able to ex extend, expand, interop quickly and easily. Um, and it's local control, which is great. Oh, yeah. I think that's really an interesting, I think it's a great use case, because again, we see search and rescue a lot of different yeah. places. It is. You know, just uh, more bears. Well, you guys <laughs> can find more out more about Push to Talk Plus, Push to Talk Plus Dispatch, and all of the capabilities embedded there, as well as how that's layered into Verizon's frontline uh, and responder solutions by coming to the Verizon booth, 4048 on the Hem Show floor. Um, we appreciate you guys joining us today. Thanks so Thank much you. for a great conversation. Um, you can subscribe to this podcast at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or you can see our video versions of these uh, on our Market Scale podcast page as well as on our LinkedIn uh, pages as well. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll see you next time.